This is the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Right Eye Dominant Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Toro Jr. This is a brand new episode, episode number two. And before I jump in, I'd like to just thank everyone who's already listened in on the trailer and my first episode. I'd also like to thank everyone who shared comments and feedback and ideas and answered questions and uh, really appreciate that because that's going to make things much better going forward. So thank you. So the subject of today's podcast is a question, and that question is, what does a photograph hold? So when I first started thinking about this question, I really thought about why do we take photographs in the first place? And most of the time, most people take photographs to remember an event or a specific situation that they may be in, usually uh, celebrations or time with friends and family. Perhaps it's a documentation of a time in their life. Uh, oftentimes we photograph when we're traveling on vacation. And these are the things that usually make their way into most of our uh, photographs. Beyond the straight documentation or recording of our daily lives or events, I want to go a little bit deeper. I want to talk about what are those intangible things that a photograph might hold? What are the emotions? What are the undiscovered thoughts that might be lurking just below the surface of every photograph that we take? So what does a photograph hold? What does that mean exactly? Photographs are obviously a documentation or a record, a visual record of something that happened. It's really whatever was in front of the photographer when they decided to press the shutter. What I find interesting about even a very basic photographic approach is that most people think that a photograph is the truth or a true representation of what, uh, what the photographer was seeing. However, every photograph is actually a decision made by the photographer what to include in the frame and what to exclude in the frame. So in a way, the photograph isn't exactly the truth. It could be a version of the truth. It could be a slight lie or fabrication. This all comes down to what the photographer really wants to include in that photograph. As photographers, we have the power to manipulate what the viewer is ultimately going to see. Manipulation isn't necessarily a bad thing or a nefarious pursuit, but it really just comes down to we are making a decision and we are building a context for whatever story this photograph's going to tell. So in essence, the photograph holds what we as photographers decide it should hold. But that's not all it holds. And there are certain things that a photograph may hold that the photographer is not necessarily conscious of when they first take the picture. I'd like to share some of the things that a photograph can hold. 
Some of the things on this list were actually suggestions from listeners and followers on the Right Eye Dominant Instagram account. And I think that there are several here that warrant an even deeper exploration and explanation. Photographs hold clues. Photographs hold evidence. If we think about this idea in a very literal way, photographs can show clues or evidence in a crime scene photograph or forensic photograph. But if we think about this in a, in a different way, photographs can hold clues or evidence to people, their personalities, their behavior, which may stand in contrast to how they are in real life. A few years ago, I discovered a box of family photographs at my parents' house. These were photographs from not only years when I was a child, but even years before I was born. And in those photographs, there's family members and friends who I don't even know, who may have lived and died before I was born. And there's also images of people in my family that I do know who were much younger and appeared to me quite differently from how I know them today. In particular, there's photographs of my father as a young man and uh, the resemblance that I share with him, especially when he was younger, is quite striking. But what I find very interesting is that my father is maybe in his 20s in these photos. I believe he was newly married or maybe just about to be married to my mother. Surrounded by family, friends, probably on a Sunday afternoon in Jersey City, New Jersey. My father has in most of the photos a smile on his face. He seems very happy or he's enjoying himself in those environments. So his appearance in these photographs is quite different than the man that I know, certainly the man that he is today. Today, my father's in his late 80s. He's an old man. He's got a head of gray hair. His hearing is quite bad. He moves around slowly and feebly, and for the most part, he keeps to himself. So these early photographs hold clues and evidence for me to realize that my father wasn't always the way he is today. And I can look at those photographs and realize that he was a man who was fully alive, enjoying the company of his family and friends. And I feel grateful that there is actually photographic evidence of this fact. So, what else can a photograph hold? Well, as I said earlier, a photograph can hold truth. And that's not to say that a photograph is the truth, but it could be a version of a truth that the photographer wants to share with us. But also at the same time, I believe that photographs can be lies. Photographs can lead us to believe that something is one way, and in reality, it's a completely different way. Photographs can hold transitional moments, and I definitely believe that that's true. 
especially when you consider that photographs are a fraction of a second. So they are literally showing something as it's moving or as it's changing from one moment to the next. Photographs hold attention, and I think that photographs can hold one person's attention while the same photograph can bore somebody and they could move on. So photographs and their subject matter and how they hold our attention, I think are, that's a fluid thing. Photographs are portals, as was suggested by one listener, and I agree with that. Photographs have the ability to carry us from the present to the past simply by looking at an event that happened years ago. Photographs can carry us to another country. Photographs can bring us to different worlds, worlds outside of our own. Photographs hold ghosts. Photographs hold spirits. We can look at an old photograph and maybe it's a photograph of an object or maybe it's a photograph of a room in a house without a person actually represented in that image. But if we have memories of those places or if we study those environments and imagine what those places were like, I think it's not a big leap to start thinking about the people who inhabited those spaces the people who use those objects that are in the photographs. And then, even to go further, photographs of people who are no longer alive. Photographs hold death. I believe that this is one of the most powerful components of what makes a photograph. The moment a photograph is taken that time, that moment has moved on. The people in those photographs are no longer the same. And if we look at those photographs a week later, a year later, or decades later, we can begin to understand that the things that were represented in that photograph in some ways have died. The people may still be alive, but they're different or the people may be dead and gone. Susan Sontag in her book on photography really speaks quite eloquently on the medium's connection with death. And I quote, photography converts the whole world into a cemetery. Photographers, connoisseurs of beauty, are also wittingly or unwittingly the recording angels of death. The photograph as photograph shows death. And more than that, it shows the sex appeal of death. All photographs testify to time's relentless melt. One has to think about even the most innocent family snapshots carry that veneer of death over them. And perhaps not immediately, but over the years, they accumulate that weight more and more until they do become actual records of people, places, and things that no longer exist. As photographers, when we're out creating our work, we must realize that 
everything that we are photographing is transient. Nothing will last forever. And this attempt to have and hold via a photograph may ultimately be a futile attempt to keep death at bay. What else can a photograph hold? One listener commented that a photograph can hold the soul of the photographer. And that actually makes me think of the idea that photographs can take away someone's soul. There are many cultures in the world that believe just that, that they do not want photographs taken of themselves because they believe that the photograph will steal part of their soul. And that's an interesting thing to think about, and I don't completely disagree with the idea. We're flipping it with this comment that some of the photographer's soul goes into every photograph. And I can 100% agree with that assessment. Every time we make a photograph, we are putting a little bit of ourselves into that image, our perspective, our biases, our view on the world, really. And if that's not a reflection of one's soul, I don't know what is. But unlike the cultures that may think that photographs steal your soul, I think that if we are putting our soul into a photograph, that there must be some deep well of soul to draw from that we're not completely depleting our supply of our soul. And that's what continues to drive us as creative image makers. So again, I'd like to thank everyone who took the time to share their perspective on what a photograph holds. And I hope you, listening to this podcast, got something out of it and it's provoking thoughts of your own. I would love to hear what you think. Please share your comments with me via the Right Eye Dominant Instagram page, the Right Eye Dominant Facebook page, or there is an email at the Right Eye Dominant Podcast.com website. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. My name again is Nick Toro Jr. Stay tuned for more Right Eye Dominant photo podcast episodes to come. I promise they won't be all as dark and heavy as this one. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. The Right Eye Dominant Podcast is a production of RightEyeDominant.art. Today's music is courtesy of the Free Music Archive, The Connet Project, Lazenby Industries, and Mon Plaisir. Seven, eight, nine, zero.